Okay. Hi, everybody. I am Jessica Smith. I am the founder and president of the nonprofit ClickSafe Intelligence, where we leverage uh, natural language processing and linguistic analytics to evaluate uh, child predator conversations across the dark web in order to be able to parse out trends and patterns and funnel those into better education for parents, uh, law enforcement, and child safety professionals. I'm also the special investigations lead for the National Child Protection Task Force, and I have been an analyst now for over a decade. <laughs> and um, my day job is I work for a major retail company as a cybersecurity analyst where I use OSINT on the daily. I use OSINT in my profession or professions in a variety of different ways, but I think the biggest things are locating people, places, and things, which isn't a surprise to anybody who is in the OSINT field. As far as the people go, we are often using it for subject identification. So taking an unknown identity, such as a handle uh, or a username, and then being able to connect that to an individual or taking a photograph uh, from some sort of criminal activity and connecting it to connecting that face in that photograph to an actual name so we can pursue criminal charges. Uh, and then as far as the, the places go, it's often, whether it's geolocating a photo or uh, figuring out where where somebody resides in the country who is conducting sort of criminal act some sort of criminal activity or locating a missing person, OSINT comes into play for each and every one of those categories to be able to figure out what you need to know, what pieces of the puzzle are missing in order to be able to answer whatever question uh, you have or whatever goal you're trying to meet. This is a this is a fun question. How did I develop the OSINT skills and expertise that I have today? I first started doing this uh, way back in my first grown-up job, and I had no idea that I was actually doing something that had a rhyme or reason to it, something that has policies and procedures and expectations and like a, a good code of conduct to it. So when I first started, I know that I was doing things very incorrectly. I was doing them in probably ways that were extremely unsafe, such as using my own personal accounts to look into people, uh, which is never recommended in the OSINT community. But I didn't know it was a thing and I didn't know that there was a better and safer and more appropriate way to do it. So as I progressed along in my career, I slowly started to figure out oh, there, there's a way and there's a method to the madness here. So I started seeking out more and more training and education just simply on my own when I wanted to figure out and answer a question that I didn't know how to answer, such as how, you know, these two Facebook users, how can I figure out what friends they have in common? A lot of that I just had to kind of figure out on my own. And then eventually when I started to get into roles where OSINT was an expectation and a part of that job description, I finally started getting some actual formal training to be able to put those, uh, those additional skills and that knowledge and that rigor around my investigative and my intelligence process in gathering some things. So it was a little bit of a hodgepodge um, and there were definitely a lot of bumps along the way, a lot of things that I probably could have done better, but that's how that's how I learned, right? And um, thankfully, some of those things that maybe I did incorrectly have now instilled a lot of what I would consider, uh, you know, really, really strict codes of conduct that I hold hold very, you know, dear to the processes that I execute. And it's those same things that I help educate other people on as well. As far as some of the, the specific educational materials that I sought out in the trainings, um, 
like most everyone in the OSINT field, uh, Michael Bazell's OSINT techniques or Intel techniques is, is one of the one of the best and most comprehensive forms of OSINT education out there. It's great. I mean, I think I still have his first edition uh, behind me somewhere in my office here. And I still refer to it when I fit, you know, forgot some sort of long lost technique that I need to pull out and leverage. And the fact that the, the OSINT world changes so quickly uh, it's great to be able to have something tangible to hold on to that I can continually refer back to um, when I need a refresher or when I need some sort of new and innovative way of looking for something. So love, love, love Michael Bazell's book. Uh, OSIT Combine is one of the absolute best repositories out there on the market um, in terms of being able to get your hands on tactical and tangible intelligence um, and education. It's updated on the regular. So love OSINT Combine, can't, uh, can't speak highly enough about them and the, the thought that they put into their resources. And then there's so many great people just kind of like out in the OSINT social media community, whether it's Twitter or Mastodon, finding those individuals like Cyber Detective uh, is always doing a great job of continually putting out tips, tricks, resources. And I find myself constantly forwarding those tweets to my email to build this nice little repository of my for myself of stuff that I know that I will use regularly because it's really hard to keep up with everything. So you have to make sure that you're kind of flagging and cultivating those resources that are most applicable to the, the questions that you need to answer within your, within your OSINT investigations. One of my most memorable wins uh, within OSINT investigations happened when we had a video and this video featured a bunch of different people, but one of them was somebody who was very uh, integral to an investigation that we were working. And the problem was this individual's real name was not mentioned anywhere within this video. We also had his social media accounts, but everything used a, a stage name, if you will a rap name that he went by. And it was really important for, for the criminal investigation that we were working to be able to definitively identify this individual. And it was really, really difficult. And the way that I did this was simply taking a fine tooth comb to every single one of his social media profiles and piecing together teeny tiny clues about his family and what his name could be to eventually be able to string together an identity. So for example, I was able to find a photo of he had a he had a child and there was reference to the child's name. There was another photo a little while later. It was there was a birthday cake for that child. And I realized through looking at these photos that there was the, the first name of this individual was a family name. So the child had the same name as as our subject here. Uh, I was able to then go through, find a couple of family members with very unique last names, pull background information on them to get a hold of a family tree. So I could eventually be able to, to link my subject to that person with the unique last name. And then I went for the birthday, which is kind of the holy grail when you're digging through uh, Facebook pages and social media pages, right? We rely on that for connectivity. We rely on that to confirm identities. And that's exactly what I did here. So 
again, took a family member, uh, did a reverse search to find out if they had ever wished our subject a happy birthday. And lo and behold, uh, I was able to get a birthday for my subject, went back to that family tree. And out of all of the, you know, seven different male individuals with the same first you know, family name, I was able to identify exactly which one it was. We took that to our alphabet soup, three letter uh, federal law enforcement partners, and they were able to confirm it using a driver's license photo that they had pulled. Um, it was a little extra fun because I was able to identify this individual before uh, our law enforcement partners were. Uh, not that that is a knock on them. They were doing a lot of other things that I wasn't doing, obviously, but it was something that very, very definitively told me, like, you are, you're on the right path. You're doing this right. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes patience. But the, the work and the methodology and the thought process behind what you did completely panned out. And we were able to not only identify this individual, but figure out that he was the ringleader of this particular criminal network that we were going after. So he was our top guy that we needed to both identify and arrest in the process. So I get this question a lot of where do I start if I want to get into OSINT? And I think it kind of depends on what you want to do first and foremost, because OSINT is a huge field, right? So do you want to do OSINT within criminal investigations? Do you want to do OSINT for, uh, you know, organized or organized risk assessments, those different things. So figure out where, where your passion is, where your heart is for, first and foremost. And then you can kind of figure out what types of opportunities out there. And then that will also tailor the type of education that you get. Ultimately, at the end of the day, all of the methodology remains the same in terms of how you execute the OSINT. But this helps you focus in on what specific skills you might need to spend more time on. So, for example, the skills necessary to do geolocation work, uh, those are those are a little bit niche and, and the process is a little bit different and, and you need to dive deep into some different tools and skills than you would if you're simply doing uh, missing persons cases and things like that. So think about those things. Try to answer some of those questions. Try to think about things that you don't want to do. Uh, you know, working missing child cases or child exploitation cases is not for everybody. So making sure that you're thinking about what is not only important to you, but stuff that you maybe can't handle or don't want to be exposed to is going to be very important as you move forward in, in figuring out where you're going to focus your education and your training resources and time. Uh, I would always recommend getting Michael Bazell's book. That is something that is going to give you a beautiful foundation. It's big, it's bulky, there's a lot. You're gonna drink from a fire hose, but as you read through it, you get this really, really great kind of process uh, in, in building your OSINT skills and your training. And then that is also going to give you a better idea of, oh, I really like the section on Facebook. I want to go seek out more trainings on, on Facebook exploitation and how to be able to dig further into that. And then beyond that, it's just looking up different different trainings out there. There's so many on the market. Uh, you've got OSIN Combine, you've got Toddington, Michael Bazell has his own training things. Um, you've got MOT, you've got one-off individuals who have different training that's free on YouTube. Uh, it's very, very important to make sure that whatever training you're seeking out is going to be up to date uh, because OSINT does change so fast. So make sure you're thinking about when the last time this particular thing was updated uh, so you don't pay for something that isn't going to be beneficial to you. And then also uh, talk to other people in the community. Talk to talk to 
people who train on this, talk to people who do this for a living, uh, ask them more questions about what do you like? What do you dislike? Because that's going to further help you refine where you want to focus your energy and your resources as well. And lastly, you just got to be curious. That is the best thing about the world of OSINT is the ability to just continue to dig and to continue to dive. And it is always changing. It's always evolving. So it's just an endless uh, world of opportunity in terms of hunting and sleuthing and answering questions that you want. So the, the more curious you are, the more you're willing to take in, the more you're willing to learn, the better experience that you're going to have. Uh, really, you can never stop learning in this field. So make sure that you're ready to embark on a journey where continued education is essentially a requirement to stay competitive.